0: This is Every football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Miami Dolphins. And what a game it was. Old school Redskins smash-mouth football to seal the win. This and much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 yo,
1: what's up? Yo, yo, yo. Speaking of Speaking of Hail Victory, Johnson, Hail Victory, uh, did you know that Princess uh, Pearson Fraley does not know the Redskins fight call? Neither does Liddell Betts. I saw that this morning on the uh, pregame. He doesn't know the words to it, yeah. which not really surprising. I'm sure it's not really high on their list. Do so you think it should be, like, a prerequisite? Well, dude, they at only least, have, like... At least the core, think right. Yeah, really. Dude, He's like, I know, uh, Hail to the Redskins, and um, Fight for Old DC.
0: Well, dude, they only have a 700-page playbook to learn. I mean...
1: Well, they should really... How many how many uh, touchdowns did they score last year? So, I'm sure they didn't really get to hear it very much. Well, then how... Yeah, that's true. Well, then how hard would it be for, like, Al Saunders to rename some of those plays the... You know, Braves on the Warpath play, or the, you know, um, uh, score we want a lot more play, or, you know, so on and so forth.
0: Or the Santana Moss don't drop this pass play, or.
1: Don't get pissy about a bad pass and then drop one to hit you in the chest play. Yeah, there's a bunch of that today. Santana had kind of a rough day today. Yeah. So did Brandon Lloyd, the one catch he finally made, it didn't even count. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, anyway. anyway, yo yo yo, y'all, welcome to episode ninety four, Harry Hog Football. We are pleased to announce that the Redskins came out of there with a lucky W this afternoon. Yeah, um, truly, and it was a lucky W too. Um, what can I say, dude? The uh, I thought the offense would be a little bit better than it was, and I thought Absolutely. the defense. I th- thought the defense played about as well as I thought they would. They forced the
1: turnover, which was really nice. They only gave up 13 points. Uh, And with the offense not doing very much, that's how they produced pretty darn well.
0: Yeah, but, dudes, I I still can't get over the fact that I think our defensive backs are cursed. They can't bring in an interception that hits them right in the hands.
1: And since we're talking about it, about that whole, you know, our defensive backs are – and talking about our – Defensive secondary. I gotta say, I'm gonna go right out and throw out my kick going to Mr. Carlos Rogers today. Yeah. I, you know, I hate to keep saying Carlos Rogers, Carlos Rogers on the kick, but dude got burnt. Dude gave up so much, so many times. It was he gave up that touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. There's a big kick from you there. I'm, sorry. That's, I'm it. sorry. That's it. Carlos, we'd still love to have you on the show.
0: Carlos Rogers didn't really stand out in my <laughs> mind as having that terrible of a game. But, yeah, you're right. He did give up some big plays. Dude,
1: he did, he did, a up a he did have a lot of big plays. He did have a huge tackle alone on the left side, um, I guess the right side from the defensive standpoint, at, like, the two-yard line keeping them from, keeping the Dolphins from scoring. Yeah, after he after he overshot people over there eight times and... Made way too much cushion over there. Fifteen other different times. You know, oh yeah, he was leaving the the typical Carlos Rogers like eleven yard cushion. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: dude, right before halftime, I was talking to John. I was like, "What's up with uh, Greg Williams? Not just sending some pressure over on that side because Trent Green just kept rolling out to his right every single play and throwing it that way, like a little rollout, and like the over Redskins couldn't stop him. That's how they marched down the field for that touchdown." And then what happened was right after the halftime, they came out and they only tried that little rollout one more time. Did you notice?
1: Yeah, yeah. After that, they were doing straight drop back.
0: And that's when it got blown up by, uh, I think it was Rocky McIntosh they sent and got the sack.
1: Right. Who just, since you're talking about it, I'm going to give a game ball to Rocky McIntosh. He and London Fletcher were just all over it today. All over They it. were out of control. They were out of control good. They led the team to tackles. McIntosh had a sack, he had a forced fumble. Uh, it was, they were they were a dynamic duo back there in, in the uh, linebacker. It was awesome to watch that. It, you know, we didn't, uh, didn't see a whole lot of Marcus Washington today from that aspect. It seems to me that the way he was playing, that Marcus Washington was still a little bit hurt, even though he wouldn't admit it.
0: Huh.
1: He was Did, still wearing the brace.
0: Hey, Marcus Washington was in on that fumble, wasn't he? Didn't he help all three cause
1: linebackers ran on that fumble. Like two of them hit him, and and uh, McIntosh was the one who knocked the ball out. As the other two were like kind of, kind of hitting him and holding him up a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. So yeah, that was that was all three linebackers making that play.
0: Dude, we got so lucky though because the Dolphins dropped like a thousand passes.
1: Yeah, that's true. There were a couple times where the dude was like standing wide open, you know, like. I don't know, in the flat or whatever, and he was just, there's nobody around him, and then suddenly he just dropped it. Yeah, but, but on the flip side, the uh, the Redskins dropped a number of passes. We talked about Santana Moss. Um, Avoid the Lloyd, not only didn't catch that ball in the end zone or try to make any effort to like position, he jumped his, you know, he, he mistimed his, his jump everything, and then he not only missed it, but he gave up the interception there. Um, Cooley... Gave us an interception. He yeah, ran a bad route on that very first play for the offense. So, you know, there were, there were some, definitely some struggles there with people on the Redskins dropping and, and miscommunicating as well. No, do you think that so so? It wasn't limited that? to the other guys. Do you think that was Cooley's fault? I thought that was Cooley's fault. I thought he, he misran his route. I thought that uh, – I don't know. I kind of felt like maybe – and I was telling Aaron this, or maybe it was you, John, when we were talking, that – um I felt like maybe Cooley didn't think Campbell was really going to throw it there because he was covered. I mean, it looked just like he was just obviously covered.
0: But and still, dude. It looked
1: like he gave up his route Yeah, he
0: there. gave up on his route. If he didn't think it was going to get thrown there, he should still have run the route.
1: Well, I don't know. I just didn't see it. I mean, maybe I just missed something. But to me, it looked like it was just as much Campbell's fault as it was Cooley's fault. So Campbell should not have thrown that pass.
0: Well, Cooley didn't have that huge of a game, but I think that's partly because they kept him in to protect once uh, Jansen um... – Went out.
1: Yeah, that was, a, that was a huge thing. And I actually want to give my game ball to Chris Cooley because despite that very first play of the game, and, you know, I mean, we've been talking about how he is going to be so integral to the offense as a pass catcher as long as they have protection on the O-line. And as soon as Jansen went down, he was in there on protection the entire game. Which but, is why you just I mean, didn't him at all. Yeah, exactly. But I think we all knew that he was, <laughs> was going to make a catch in overtime. They were going to send him down on one of those skinny post routes, which yeah. I think is what he, what he was on when he caught that pass. Right. And the play before that, he was wide open, and he was pissed about it. He was like, dude, I was so open. I think it was the one he threw to Sellers. I think. Sellers, mm-hmm. man, look how hard it is to tackle
0: that guy. Dude, they, it takes four guys to bring him down. <laughs> it was
1: hilarious. My wife, Amy, we're, we're sitting there watching the game, and she's like, man, look at him. I mean, and they kept talking, of course, the announcers kept saying, Joe Gibbs describes him as, she is a man. And he he is, man. He's a beast. Just
0: what you said, John. Dude, did you guys see that That's interview tough. of when uh, before the game where Clinton Portis was interviewing Mike Sellers and they had those, like, fake leather old-school helmets on like mine?
1: <laughs> They're just chilling on the couch, yeah.
0: And um, they were talking about that play last year, I think, against Arizona where Clinton Portis was just holding onto the back of um, Sellers' jersey as he was going through. And, um, and he
1: got back, yeah, he got to that very last block right before the goal line, and Sellers just got lit.
0: Oh. Yeah. And Mike Sellers was like, yeah, I remember that play because you got me blown up. And then yeah. cl- cl- Clinton Portis was all like, well, um, yeah, well, there's a couple plays where you got me blown up too, but we won't talk about those.
1: <laughs> speaking of people yeah so man, Mike Sellers yeah go ahead oh no just Mike Sellers geez, what a what a great player
0: dude he yeah. had a couple of huge runs those audibles there's two audibles where like Jason Campbell went to that that quick inside handoff to uh, to Sellers and he would get like five yeah, six runs just like
1: five, yes, yeah and you'd just see like this wad of like uh, of green jerseys like a feel it's like yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, you see, like this—it's almost like an ant carrying leaves on its back, or something. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike Sellers carrying like ten times his own body weight down the field.
0: Dude, that was pretty hilarious. Also, in the beginning, where they tried to—they call uh, they called a penalty on uh, John Riggins. Yeah, I was like,
1: <laughs> we were like forty-four, and I'm sitting yeah, there "Get it?" In my job today. The <laughs>
0: And then the ref was, like, cracking up when he announced the correction.
1: <laughs> Which uh, is cool. I, you know, I, I think we could all criticize the refereeing a little bit in this game, but I, I don't think it was the referee himself. I think it was a crew that just had a couple of dumbasses. I think he had some old dude on there, A, who was colorblind, and B, who was, like, dyslexic and couldn't read or something. Yeah, because, I mean, he was he was about to crack up when he was, like, 44 on the other team. <laughs> but, which was funny, but, I mean, you hear times when they have to correct the player who's penalized, but very rarely do you have to correct the 15. team after the party, like, marched it off. Right. That was questionable. Yeah, because they. Uh, it's, it's one thing for a referee to have to switch, say, oh, not 44, we meant 47 or something like that. That's another thing for the referee ha- having to say the penalty was on the other team, and they've already marched off the yards and everything like that. That's a huge difference.
0: Totally. Yeah. Overall, though, the refs didn't do that bad of a job. There was that one. Um, what was it? There was that one pass interference they called on the Redskins that was questionable.
1: That was very questionable. That put the Dolphins on like the ten, no, on the eight-yard line at first and goal. But then they got that uh, (laughs) – they got two penalties on the Dolphins in a row. Um, The first one was definitely a uh, a, – what was it? It it was a makeup call. It was a (laughs) hole. And then they had intentional grounding because Trent Green just threw it to absolutely no one.
0: Dude, I was totally calling for that one, and he was like, what? And there was no one over there, and he was so in the pocket.
1: Oh, he was totally in the pocket. He was just hanging out there. They did totally miss uh, when the defense jumped on that one play. John, we were talking about that because I like 3 yeah, and first, was- Evo, and, like, their, the, their linebacker, whoever was coming around the end, was completely, like, over the line. And everybody else was still down in their stance. Yeah, that was uh, that was Jason Taylor who jumped over the line, um, who jumped, definitely jumped early. He was so offside. You could hear the players. Yeah, totally. You could hear the players telling them, and then everyone lost focus on that because that was unfortunately when uh, Jansen went down as well. And everybody started realizing he was down and in some major pain. Yeah dude, and he had that look on his face. Amy was like, Oh, he looks like his career's over. He has that look on his face, like, that's it,
0: I'm done. Dude, did yeah. you guys did you guys see that one like trainer guy laying on his chest and like put the towel in his mouth for him to bite on?
1: Yeah. I didn't even know you could dislocate your ankle.
0: Well, if John Jansen it's didn't know that, like he Amy knows it now. It now.
1: Apparently, they popped it back in place, and Aaron thinks that that was part of what they were doing when the dude, the trainer like, lay, was basically laying across him oh, yeah. <laughs> or sat on him and, and was holding him down because he was in major pain. Oh,
0: Jeez. Anyway, yeah, that sucks that John Jansen, they say, disloco- dislocated ankle could be out for the whole season, right?
1: Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, they're thinking yeah they're, they're, they don't know for sure, but they're saying at least like four or five games if not the whole season.
0: And um, do so we'll try to due to the, to uh, the Jansen injury, um that brings yeah, us we'll to, to our fir- side here, Aaron. What?
1: Trying to look on the bright side. You and I were about to say the same thing. Trying to look on the bright side, we're going to be able to do the We're
0: gonna have to we're gonna be able to bring you the Harry Hog football exclusive um the Stefan Hair Day report.
1: Bad hair day or good hair day. We, we we know here at Harry Hawk Football that his actual name is uh Stephon Hire. Right right. We just right. like calling him on Hair. Yeah. <laughs> so here it is the
0: first, you know, the, first you can't really Pyre, so. the first ever
1: think of the thing about hire. So
0: hair. The first ever Step On Hair report is now. John, how'd you think Stephon Hair did today?
1: You know, Stephon Seemed to have a pretty good hair day today, I believe. Um, He did get some help in blocking uh, at times. But all in all, he seemed to step up pretty well. His technique seemed to be pretty good. Um, They even had one play, one or two plays where Jason Taylor came around on the other side and was going against him. And he didn't give up a sack uh, to Jason Taylor. So that was good news. He didn't give up a sack. He didn't give up a sack. But I I think he needs to... uh... To learn, having played um, offensive guard and tackle myself, um, and certainly I'm not going to try to give any tips to any any pro player because, Lord knows, I never played the pros. But uh, but he he just Put looked yeah exactly. He looked like to <laughs> um, I me mean, he just needed to get down a little bit more. He was uh, he was standing up too straight and on a few different occasions, and you know that can be kind of dangerous. And, and he just didn't have a splitting because of it because. Uh, uh, he, he had, uh, what's his name? Jason, uh, the linebacker. Uh, Zach Thomas. Oh, uh, Zach Thomas, I'm sorry. Well, one of them, Zach Thomas, um, uh, the guy we've yeah. been talking about. Uh, He's a defensive end. Uh, Jason, Jason Taylor. Defensive
0: end, yeah. Defensive
1: yeah. yeah. end, yeah. He had Jason Taylor on him, and Jason Taylor was, uh, was just getting in, um, you know, a lot lower than he was and was able to move him, it seemed like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Casey Taylor is the defensive player of the year from
0: last and year. And I so. do have I do have to say about Stefan Hare, he only had one penalty for uh five yards, as far as I can remember, a false start. And
1: that's true. He had one penalty, which is just as many as damn Casey Raybach.
0: Held Taylor. on a run. Held on a run. Dude, that was a huge penalty, too. That was probably the biggest penalty of the game as far as I'm concerned.
1: And he's lucky he didn't to, uh excuse me, get called on it again. Um Sam Huff was pointing it out and Sonny on the radio. Uh, basically when you drive someone back on a run he ends up tackling them down to the ground. Yeah. And that's where generally the holding calls on the offensive line are gonna get called if you tackle your your man down to the ground like that. But right. And they uh, said that's that's what they've observed with him and I was like what do you guys like that's why they're in the whole thing. But as far as uh as far as good old hair goes, um yeah I say it was an okay area, but I mean he was forced. He was thrown in there to play a position that he's not used to playing, and he was playing the right side, instead of the left side. To the left side. That's where he played all three seasons. It's funny because I was watching uh, a little bit of the, the Comcast stuff afterwards, um, and uh, and they showed Clinton Fortis on there, and Clinton was saying uh, they, they asked Clinton, did. Uh, were you aware that, you know, he was in there playing on the right that he had never played? And he's like, yeah, I think he was doing that. And they said, well, did you, did you have any words of encouragement for him? And Clinton Forrest was like, Portis was like, uh, what am I going to tell him? And he's like, I told him, he's like, I just told him, you know, get in there and do your thing and have a good game. He's like, he's a grown man. He, it's football. But just football, he know what to do. <laughs>
0: Dude, I think it was a pretty good hair day, actually.
1: Football, he know what to do. Didn't give up the
0: sack, so that's pretty good yeah. um, um, so uh, I haven't given out my game have we given i haven't given out my game balls are we doing that
1: go ahead. um i I haven't given out my kick yet, i so I guess I should go ahead and finish. I gave mine earlier go ahead. yeah um, I don't know my kick in the balls <laughs> yeah, I went defensive um um with the kick here my mine goes you know, I'm glad he's back on the team, but mine goes to number twenty
0: seven you know uh move
1: move. <laughs> Um, you know he had an illegal contact that kept the drive going that I believe it, uh, ended with three points for Miami. Um, and he didn't even need to touch the guy because the ball wasn't even close to being catch- catchable. Um, and he dropped that. Sure fire. I, it was no hand curse like Aaron was saying that the Redskins defensive back seemed to have. Good lord, hey, that was six right there, right right at the end of the game. That ball hit him in the numbers. That was yeah. six. That was six. It was the end of the game right there. He needs to borrow some of uh, Brandon
0: Lloyd's egg to put on his gloves. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, my uh, kick in the balls award is going to go to Santana Moss.
1: He had a rough game. He had a rough game. He had some attitude at the beginning. Okay.
0: He's supposed to be big time and he's dropping passes that are right to him.
1: Okay, That was after he was like complaining on the field. You could see him like all pissed off because the ball went over his head. And he like, pissed off the ball to get to him for a first down. Seemed to be kind of whiny a little bit, and then he was dropping passes. And he did make a couple catches, but
0: on the other hand, though, my game ball is going to go to Antoine Randall.
1: There you go. That's what I was going to say. That's my offensive game ball too.
0: Go ahead, you. Antoine yeah. Randall had a uh, what? Two or three huge catches? Three actually. With that fancy one, he... that one at the
1: end of the one at the one at the end of uh, regulation.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was awesome.
1: Which for anyone that had him on a fancy football team really helped you out because he ended up with 162 yards. I know. And then he, did you see that one that he almost caught where he literally stretched out like his body went from his little whatever he is, 5'11 brain to he was about 80 feet long? I was surprised he didn't pull that one in. Dude, that,
0: know. Dude, that drop right there or that – that non-catch that you're talking about is why I gave him my game ball, because he did everything he could to try to pull that bad pass in and keep that drive alive. Yep.
1: Yeah. He was off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more out of him on, on the return, but uh, I just don't know if he's not getting good blocks, or he just seems to me like he's been dancing quite a bit. You he know, did, did this last yeah. and...
0: Dude, he had one that he was like one block away from breaking for the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. His deal is he's not one of those catch it and run straight ahead like Rock Cartwright does. Right. You know, when he's back there returning kicks upon. He Wait, Randall L., he dances and, and jukes and tries to make some people miss, and then he tries to go for his lane. Right. he um, make stuff happen? There's no uh Cool. But yeah, definitely have fault to him today.
0: On another uh, note, dude. On another note, another I'm loving game. I'm loving how the Redskins are using Clinton Portis and Liddell Betts and keeping them both fresh through the whole game. That's awesome. And then throwing in Mike Sellers in the mix, too. Our running game is just going to get better as the weeks progress.
1: Oh, yeah. You could see how the timing was a little bit off, especially when Clinton Portis was in at the beginning. Um, Just a little bit, just a little bit. But basically, you know, that was preseason for Clint Portis. And once he scored that touchdown, you knew he arrived. Oh, yeah. And he rattled off those two runs, with. A, and I think it was in overtime, for over 20 yards for the two combined. And then they took him out. And I was like, why are you taking him out?
0: Yeah, but then was, they put in Liddell Betts and he rattled off some.
1: Yeah, I was going say, it didn't really matter because, it, you know, in my opinion, Betts and Portis were, were on equal ground. I mean, it was like, you know, I was just as happy to see Betts in there as I was to see Portis
0: in there. Oh, yeah, dudes. And at one point in the game, I saw Liddell Betts. Like, Clinton Porters was about to come in, and I saw Liddell Betts, like, basically tell him no. And then he stayed in the game.
1: And, and you know what else that I saw? And I don't know if you guys caught this, talking about Liddell Betts. There was one run that he had that Chris Samuels was totally in his way. And he housed <laughs> Chris Samuels. Chris Samuels was totally flattened Dude, Chris Samuels was like a pancake out of nowhere, and the Best just kept going like a freight train. <laughs> I was like, man, we were like screaming, like, did you see Chris Samuels go down?
0: Dude, yeah. if Chris, if Chris Samuels wouldn't have been in his way, he probably would have got about five more yards on that.
1: I know, but the fact yeah. that that he was able to do that and just move, move Chris Samuels out of his way. <laughs> I mean, Chris Samuels was not a small guy.
0: No, that mm-hmm.
1: was, that might have been the hit
0: of the game right there. <laughs> hey, we also got to give our props to Swishum, who was um, what perfect on the day. When's That's the last three, time we said that guys. about a Redskins kicker? I know,
1: and and, and, and that said too, Garrett, Garrett Foss has some really nice punts. A sixty-three yard punt, man! I don't know. Just booming, um, but Sean. I think they pronounce his name Sweezum. Swishem is the official and uh, pronouncement round. Um yeah, 3 for 3, a lot of confidence bringing him in there for that kick at the end where Gibbs went for it on first down, which was kind of strange and he did explain what he was thinking on uh on the Comcast post game. Yeah. But uh that was kind of strange.
0: Yeah, it makes more yeah, he sense. He said like me and John were both like what the heck are you doing, man? But then on the post game he basically said, if you guys didn't hear it, that um he's lost two games by Getting, you know, penalties or whatnot that brought them out of field goal range. Right. And he didn't want Which to risk it? Again,
1: them. reiterates the fact that he has a lot of faith in Sean Sweetsum. The fact that he did not bring anybody else in in camp, that, you know, that the, his kicking his kicking staff uh, basically, you know, they had no competition and they're relaxed and they're in there and they all seem to be doing their job.
0: Mm-hmm. So both
1: Sweetsum and Derek Cross. Uh, yeah, so, Derek Frost gets pumped out there, too, man. You see him out there when Sleezer hit that last field goal. He, he's fired up, man. Yeah. These kickers the Redskins have, the kicker and the punter, these yeah. guys have these guys have an edge to them.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you yeah. another thing. The team in as a whole looked 100 times better than last year. Like They looked more organized. Yeah. Like The chemistry's a little bit better. And that whole Dell oh, yeah. Betts and Clinton Portis thing, I'm ecstatic about. And, um, yeah, that looked pretty sweet. And, uh, we're lucky to come out with that yeah. win, but, um, but you gotta bring it down to old school Redskins football when it came down to overtime. Just pound the oh, ball. Yeah, just
1: pound the ball. Pound the ball. Pound the ball.
0: Um, you guys it's hear really that fun. music?
1: Well, of that, I got an interesting stat uh, for you guys.
0: Do about- you guys hear that music, though?
1: We do. Hang on, though. Hold on to the music. Or let it, let
0: it play. John said he's got interesting stat for it. Oh, okay. We'll I think interesting
1: let it play. I think, we, I think we may need to pause the music to predict. I want to talk about this before we get to Tom's trivia. Tom, hang on for a second.
0: Alright, hold on. Let um, me pause the music. Let me pause the music.
1: Yeah, because this is definitely something we need to talk about.
0: Okay. Okay, dude. It's paused. Go ahead.
1: Alright, alright. The stat I want to talk about it. Hold on for a second there, Tom. Um, at the end of regulation, tied 13 to 13, the Redskins still had three timeouts, and the Dolphins still had two, or, or vice versa. There was only one timeout used in the entire second half of that game.
0: That's probably why it was so quick.
1: Maybe. I thought that was really bizarre. At the end of regulation, there was only one timeout used? Only one timeout used at the end of regulation and the entire second half. And the Dolphins, if you, you know, if you guys were watching, the Dolphins had extremely poor clock management earlier in that game. But, but I don't I don't think anyone used any of their timeouts. I don't think anyone ran out of timeouts in either half in
0: this game. Dude, what's his face?
1: was the last time that happened?
0: Dude, what's his face? Cam Cameron at the end of the first half was an idiot. Why didn't he call timeout oh, after yeah. that second down? And then he went for it on third down, where it wouldn't even have been a uh, it wouldn't even have been a issue if he would have just called a timeout properly.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he really, he really didn't help the team out at all. But you know, he was a former Redskin coach back in the '90s during the uh, the the worst of the worst years for the Redskins. Right. Um, he was there at that time, so maybe he didn't learn well at the beginning. I don't know, but that was a horrible. Blockheaded. <laughs> they were saying that he used to play for Bobby Knight. Play basketball for Bobby Knight. Anyway. I didn't see him yelling. Or throwing chairs or anything. So, um. But I did see, uh, speaking of yelling at people, I did see, uh, on that, that penalty that the Redskins got, I think it was a legal illegal formation or legal movement or something, when Todd Yoder suddenly ran right. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They called that. There was no one to Todd Yoder's right on the line. He could officially have been the wide receiver on that. And that's why he should have been able to do that. So that was that was kind of a dicey position for, uh, he didn't know which way the penalty was going to go. Well, um, um what's his name Aaron. was moving too. Mike Sellers. That's what Aaron said. I didn't see a move on it. Yeah, Mike Sellers was moving at the same time. We can't but do that. They didn't all that. That's the call all that they made.
0: Yeah, that but they didn't. The yeah, they didn't call like a legal motion. What did they call? Right, right. They called a false start because he he uh, simulated the start of the snap the snap of the ball or something. Yeah. No, no, I thought that it it was okay for
1: one of them to move, but that was fine, and it wouldn't have been any penalty, but once the other one moved, that was a false start. That's why they called it a false start.
0: But they didn't say that, baby.
1: Yeah, that's not what they said.
0: They said they they called a false start because of simulating the snap, not because of illegal motion or illegal formation.
1: Oh, okay. Which means they called the false start on Yoder when he split right. Yeah.
0: So, basically, they messed it up twice on the one play.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Anyway, should I bring Tom in now or, or yeah, what? Yeah,
1: Tom, sorry for keeping you waiting there. Now bring it in. And then after, it. after that, remind me to tell you about Larry Michael.
0: Go ahead. We're, I'm so sick of Larry Michael. Anyway, all right. Here we go. <laughs> this is Tom's Trivia. <laughs> If you'll remember, on last Tom week's trivia. Tom's Trivia show, um, Tom asked this question, which we did receive a few answers to. And the people that answered it correctly were Danny. Good old Danny. Now he's back in form for the regular season, answering the trivia questions and all.
1: Fantastic.
0: And Mark answered it once again out of uh, Florida. A good pal down in Florida anyway, here we go. The question was, um, okay, during the 2000 season, the Redskins went to Jacksonville and beat them 35-16. to 16. Um, Here are the questions. Who were the starting quarterbacks? Who caught three touchdown passes for the Redskins? And what did Deion Sanders do in that game for the only time that season? John, you know it? Not one. I'm
1: trying to remember. I'm pretty sure I know it. I think it was uh,
0: run a six back for a touchdown. Who? Run run it back for the touchdown? touchdown. No, he didn't. He got burnt for a touchdown, and that was the only time that year. Really? Yeah. The quarterbacks were Brad Johnson, old man Johnson for the Redskins, (laughs) and old man Brunel for the Jaguars. And the receiver that caught three
1: he got burned for a touchdown?
0: Yeah. And the receiver that well, caught the Daryl three Green touchdowns down. were Albert Connell. Connell. Albert Connell. Albert Connell. I think he was number eighty, what, two or three? Eighty
1: three. Yeah. Dude, Green must have been on the bench, because you know he was probably he was in there the whole season making up for Dion's mistakes in the nickel package.
0: Oh yeah. Dion never don't even get me going on
1: Dion. Dion Dion should have Just stay playing
0: baseball. he definitely shouldn't be like an announcer on the uh, whatever channel he's on. NFL Network or whatever it is. But anyway, that's a different point. This week's Tom's Trivia question, I don't think Tom sent me one. I really don't.
1: Well.
0: you got to make one up.
1: up. You have one ready to go then? Oh, illustrious host.
0: Um, uh, let me think. In
1: the 1987 season.
0: <laughs> uh, I've got what? A okay, I've got, a, I've got a trivia question. Here it is. Okay. Since 19, when was it? 32 when the Redskins were established. What is the longest streak of games the Redskins have gone without an interception?
1: Hmm. In their entire history.
0: And when was that streak? You guys say what what game it started and what year and whatnot. How many games? Do you know this, dude, or are you just making this up? I'm making it up. I want to know the answer. (laughs) I'll look it up this week. But anyway, you guys, if you know it, send it in. You're not allowed to look it up because that's cheating. I do know what it is, actually. Dude, no, you don't. I do, too. What is it? You can't tell us, then. Oh, okay. Because then I'll have to think of another one. Anyway, if you know the answer, go ahead and send it in to HarryhogFootball.com. That's com. Or give us a ring-a-ding-ding at our hotline recorder service at 202-657-H-A-L
1: H A I L.
0: And, um, yeah, good luck answering that question. Yes. Um, I can tell you this: It was
1: not Jason Campbell that had the, that that was the quarterback for the longest streak without interception. Considering he had two today.
0: No, dude. I mean the defense. When was the last time? Let me let me clarify the question. When you was the clarify, last? Dude. The longest our defense has gone without making an interception. Oh, not the quarterback oh, throwing it. So let's clarify that: the longest streak our defense has gone without making an interception. And what prompted me to bring this question to light was the fact that, once again, our defensive backs, in this case, dropped one that was right in his hands.
1: And that's the thing. I think if they go more than one week, that's just too long. Anyway. Anyway, that's
0: the end. Um, what else you guys got before we close this thing up?
1: I was going to mention, and I was talking about this a little before the podcast. You guys ever watch... Um... They do the Redskins R- R- radio, you know, every day. They also tape it and they put it on Comcast Sports and uh and videotape it. And uh, you know, I'm having a harder and harder time watching Larry Michael. And uh and I kinda like the fact that uh what's his name, John? Uh Bram Weinstein? Bram Weinstein, yeah. Yeah. Uh is sort of the alter ego of Larry Michael in a lot of ways. He really is, yeah. And, um, and and if you ever watch it, you, know, you can tell Bram just—I mean—they have a—they fun with each other, but Bram can't say what he really wants to say about Larry. It was really just a great big hole. I not go there. But
0: yeah, Larry would probably just the other just day, fart.
1: basically, all Larry and Michael for the whole time wanted to talk about was trying to get Bram Weinstein to talk about whether or not he thought the female casting reporters that covered the Washington Redskins were attractive or not.
0: That's ridiculous, dude. That's like pretty unprofessional. That's worse than something and we for, would do. And while,
1: was like, I'm not going to talk about that. He like, he's like, dude, you can talk about that if you want to. I'll, do, I'll listen to you. I'll listen to you talk about it if you want to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. And Larry Michael's like, no, come on, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And eventually got on uh, Bram Weinstein to say, yeah, I think I think they're, good. I think they're attractive. What's, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know? I don't know if he was just trying to start something, but he would like not let it go. Larry Michael and I was like, dude, the finally, Bram Weinstein was 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 like, why don't we talk about football? That's what
0: we're supposed to be talking about. Dude, Larry this Michael's probably got a crush on one of them and knows that he doesn't have a chance. And
1: Larry Michael's right, so one. Hold- Kelly Johnson is hot. What do you think, Bram? Exactly. <laughs> I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about football. Uh, oh, but, but let's talk about Kelly Johnson for
0: a minute. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, speak. Uh, one, one other there thing there. I want to bring up is the Eagles also lost today.
1: Did they?
0: <laughs> Yeah, the Eagles got beat by Green Bay. And John was making up a song called something like, Poop Eagles, Poop. <laughs>
1: You on, your chance Boop. 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 on your chances
0: of victory. On your chances of victory. Anyway, what else you guys got?
1: They lost by the same score that the Redskins won, by the way. Really? Yes, sir. Did uh, Donovan McNabb play? Was he healthy? I'm yep. sure he played, but uh, they didn't win. But that brings up an interesting point, depending on what happens tonight. Or, you know doesn't depend on what happens tonight unless they tie. The Redskins are at least going to have a share of first place Mm -hmm. Uh, going into week two with the Monday night game again. Poop, Eagles, Poop Hey wait Hey
0: John, Josh, who are the Redskins playing next week? I don't remember
1: Poop, Eagles Poop (laughs) Oh, sorry Hey (laughs) The victory. And, and it's on Monday night, you said? Yes, sir. Green Eagles,
0: too. Da, 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 da. Um, all right, dudes, before we get too out of hand here about the Eagles, hopefully, I got to say, I'm going to have to pull for the Giants tonight because I hate the Cowboys more. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I think that goes without question for all Redskins fans. You definitely have to. Uh, definitely have to pull for the g man unfortunately. We've got to pull be, somebody. I think it might be a bit of a uh, challenging game sometimes, but, uh, but regardless. I think it's going to be a challenging game to watch with those two crappy clubs on there that we have to watch. That's mm-hmm. true. But I do have Eli Manning on my fantasy, uh,
0: so. But anyway, dudes, John, real quick, we're going to need a um, random Redskin of the Week.
1: All right, I got one R-O-T-W. for you. This week's random Redskins of the
0: week is. Speak up, dude! Cornerback. Speak up! Step up to the mic. up. dude! I'm eating the mic. Okay, that's better. Go ahead.
1: Cornerback. He played for Texas A and I. And if you don't know it by now, Darrell Green. He played for the Redskins from '83 to 2002. He is none other than number 28. Daryl Green. Woo-hoo! A whole lot of guys on the team need to be looking at because even though he would knock it down rather than intercept it, when the the time, you know, he'd make the play that needed to be made, he wouldn't get burnt because he tried to make a pick instead of a tackle. But he also had over 50 something interceptions in his career, Mm -hmm. and you guys are dropping balls all over the place.
0: Still, I'm
1: still Daryl Green is a random the week,
0: and he's going into the Hall of Fame next year. And he'll be in the Hall of Fame this year, uh, dude. That was pretty extra random. That Daryl Green, who you wouldn't think of as being a random redskin, was the random redskin of the week.
1: I thought it was a good one to uh, you know maybe pump up Redskins hey, and Carlos Rogers mm-hmm. uh, to, to you know get some of that egg yolk on their hand because they need to step up and make some plays.
0: Yeah. All right, dudes. Have a good week. Don't forget the game next Monday night against the Eagles. I think it's in Philadelphia, if I'm not, in, if I'm not. Mistake. it is infinite. and um send us an email Redskins fan at and as always and if you see a Cowboys fan or an Eagles fan this week because they lost Joe, Gold!
1: Joe Gold! Yeah.